evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. I want to welcome you to this week's Holistic Life Podcast. I am your host, Shelby Frederick, also known as Lady Jules. And today is Tuesday, November 11th, 2019, and we are broadcasting live from Columbus, Ohio. I want to welcome you um, as we are getting ready to wrap up this final episode in this particular series called What is Sitting on the Seat of Your Soul. Um, This is episode number seven, and tonight we are going to be talking about the seat of new life, the seat of new life. And I also want to welcome you all to join me for just a little bit of tea time with Lady Jules on Zoom. Um, after our uh, podcast on tonight. Um, That link will be posted in the comments for you to to, to jump on with me just for a few moments um, as we wrap up. But I am not going to delay our time. I'm going to go ahead and get us started um, right on uh, tonight. Um, I would ask that if you uh, would like, you can feel free to like and to share um, our podcast on tonight. So as you know, if you have been trekking along with this over the past six weeks, we have taken a look at the construction of our soul. Uh, We have taken a look at what it means to renovate, uh, what does it mean to uh, demolish, uh, what does demolition look like. And on tonight, we are coming back to our foundational scripture, which is found in uh, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. Now, as we take a look at the seat of life, the seat of new life, we are grateful for this process and this journey um, that we have been on. And I call it a process of returning um, to a place called home. Um, And so I want to go right in. Let us go to our first scripture that we are going to look at on tonight. And so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. And this reads that he that findeth his life, his life shall lose it. And he that loseth loseth his life shall, for my sake, shall find it. Now, when we look at, and and when you first read this passage, um, the thought of finding to lose and losing to find can baffle many people. Um, but this is really the only way, and it's really the, 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 the true way that we can return to this place of oneness with the Father. This is a way that, um, that we return uh, to uh, knowing who is sitting upon the seat of our soul. Is, is having an understanding of, of, of what the kingdom inverted means. The kingdom of God is an inverted kingdom, meaning that gains are really losses inverted. Um, when we talk about finding our life and then losing um, losing our life to find God, what, do, what does that mean? What, what are we talking about? We are talking about that life that we must lose in order for, for Christ um, to sit upon the seat of our soul. It's that, that life that we must lose uh, where um, we have uh, selfish feelings, um, where we have our desires that only please our flesh, when we have um, uh, our, our affections uh, that can be at times inordinate, uh, when we have aversions of the heart and a soul who's 
will is bent toward doing evil. So instead of thriving, uh, we begin to perish into a deeper abyss when we don't um, live in this place of of new life when we don't live in the place of knowing that Christ is um, is is who is Lord over over our lives. When we learn to take up the cross, what does it mean to take up our own cross? When we take up our own cross, then we begin to silence the torments of hell and we begin to step into a, a place of true. And I taught this in the first um, the first podcast. We step into our true identity, our true um, position, our true purpose, and our true significance in life. When we step into uh, the place of taking up our cross, we truly find what it means to live life abundantly. And not just abundantly, but more abundantly. So the life that we must lose is this life of where our feelings, where our desires, where our affections, and where our aversions rule the seed of our soul. Once we lose that life, um, our need to be driven by ungodly desires, um, our, our need to uh, want to do things our way, that becomes the day that we truly find new life. That becomes the day that we have an understanding of what um, what sitting in this, this new seat, uh, this new life um, actually means. This place is an exchange. So it is an exchange that must take place. It is the place of death. It is at this place of life that return that we return to our resting place in Christ. It is at this place where we, again, we take on this new life. We talked earlier about what it means and what happens to us when we go through Romans uh, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. What it means when we are being transformed by the renewing of our mind. What does it mean when the veil was rent and now we have access to enter into the kingdom of God? What does it mean that would, that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. This is that new life that we are talking about. Now turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 11. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 11. And a lot of these things we've already talked about. But it's brought us right back to the beginning. Um, this teaching has really brought us back right to our foundation. Now, 1 Peter 2 and 11 says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. So we have fleshly lust, uh, which are warring against us. And we talked about these on, on last week, the seven things that God hates and the one that, that just wraps it up and it, it just is a, an a abomination to him. We talked about these things. But what happens when we don't check our cravings? What happens to us um, when we don't check our desires? What happens to us when we leave the door open for the very thing to overtake us that we have the power and the authority over? What happens to us when we allow these things to move us right into the, the position of I declare war? See, there's a war 
that is going on, the, the, the war that is going on between the flesh and the spirit. There is a war that we must contend for. So it, it, it becomes very important for us to understand the, the power and the authority that we have when we take on this new life. It becomes important for us to have the understanding of, of what it means to walk in the spirit so that we will not fulfill the lust of our flesh. But there is one thing that I really, 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 if you don't take anything else from this series of what is sitting on the seat of your soul, and this is really worth mentioning, it is worth noting. The biggest enemy that we have when it comes to our soul, when it comes to doing this soul construction, it is not the enemy per se himself. It is not him first and foremost. The enemy that we have to our soul is really the inner me. It's really the inner places inside of our heart. It's the inner places that is inside of our will. It's the inner places that is inside of our mind. So often we like to place the blame on on the devil. Well, the devil made me do it. Did he really make you do it? Or was it really just some area of your flesh or some area of your feeling and your emotion? Was it just some area of the, the affections and the desires and the cravings that you have that led you to do it? And that's a question that we all have to ask ourselves. So a lot of times we believe that um, that we are in this really big spiritual warfare about these principalities, and I'm not I'm not discounting it because yes, it happens. But at some point in time, we have to take responsibility for ourselves. We have to take accountability for making sure and ensuring that our soul has been constructed properly. We have to take the responsibility of of looking at what is going on internally. And then it becomes up to us to begin to contend with our carnal inclinations. So we can't always just blame things on on environment and everything that's external. At some point in time, you have to shine the mirror and shine the light of God's word upon your soul upon your mind, upon your heart, and say what's really going on. What is really that is lodged there that I've never dealt with? When sometime, when something wars against you, the first position of offense that it assumes, this is so powerful, is oppression. Oppression, it starts in the mind. The oppressive thoughts start in the mind, and then it begins to sit upon you. So it it sits upon us and then it sits upon us to the point that it crushes us. So sometimes we aren't able to move. It sits upon us to the point where now we become subservient to its will and not the will of God. Oppression now becomes the master of the seat of your soul, blocking you from entering into new life. Do we see this? Just think about uh, a time where you have had uh, uh, oppressive thoughts. Oppressive thoughts where you just had this battlefield going on in your mind. 
think about a time where you were tempted to do something that you know that you weren't supposed to do. And the battlefield and the thoughts that was going on in your mind. What did that look like? What did that feel like? It felt like oppression, right? Sometimes it feels like um, it, it's in a, in a place where it just completely begins to sit upon you and it begins to weigh upon you. This is what happens when we don't deal with our mind. This is what happens when we now allow oppression to become the master of our soul, blocking us from really um, enter into the fullness of the new life that we are supposed to live. Now, when oppression sits upon the seat illegally, it penetrates us to the point that it begins to spread throughout you. So it doesn't just impact one particular area of your life. It begins to impact each and every single area of your life. Think about when you are uh, crushed or when anything is crushed. Uh, Usually that crushing comes and it, it comes vertically. When it comes vertically, then what happens? Everything else begins to now to to implode out horizontally. This is what happens with oppression. So when the wrong entity sits upon the seat of our soul, it reaches down into the depth of our being. It extends itself down into the well of our soul. Then there is a release like venom that begins to Uh, flow down. So it's a direct contrast of what happens when the anointing comes. (laughs) It's a direct contrast of what happens when the anointing comes. So there is a release that oppression will will infect us and it will be like venom that begins to flow down and it begins to now poison the well of your soul. So whatever is sitting upon you, again, it releases it down into you. So at the end of the day, we now have to ask ourselves the question, will I allow the anointing of God to flow down in through me? Or will I make a choice and make a decision to be driven by my emotions, to be driven by my feelings, to be driven by my affections, to be driven by my aversions, and then cause poison to the well of my soul. So we cannot let anything separate us from our position of authority we cannot let, that's what happens. We, we, we allow these other things to now come in and they begin to separate us from the position of authority because it moves us from out of our seated position in Christ Jesus. What are you willing to allow to uproot you? Is that thing that you know that is forbidden? That do you, that do you want it so bad that you are willing to risk not walking and not living in the fullness of new life. So everything that comes to war against our purpose, we have to take full authority 
over our mind, over our thoughts, what we are saying and what we are speaking out of our mouth, we have to begin to take full authority. Don't let anything war against your purpose. Don't let anything war against your purpose because it really is not worth it. At the end of the day, a few moments of pleasure is never worth it. It's never worth sometimes the things that you have to go through and the things that you have to press through in order to get back to that place. Now, turn with me to 3 John chapter 1. 3 John chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse 2. And this is really our foundation scripture for this teaching. 3 John chapter 1 verse 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Now, this passage of scripture, when I when, I, when you take a look at it, it is actually a greeting, and it's, it's, it's really a prayer uh, that John sent to Gaia. Uh, John was uh, commending him for uh, his work, the work that he was doing, okay? He was... Um, uh, uh, as a mentor, and I believe that I mentioned this um, as a teacher, as as an instructor, um, it, it it allowed him to uh, to really take note of of how Gaia was doing. And so when we take a look at this at this, I began to ponder um, on this on this particular passage and to take a look at it. And 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 I began to the Lord allowed me to begin to tie it into our relationships with with each other how are we treating our relationships with each other and I was amazed I was just really amazed at how God brought us right back to this if we look at um, this particular passage and as we have been going through this soul construction there should be signs that we are becoming more and more like Christ there should be signs of that, that, that we are prospering, that we are in, uh, in health, even as our soul is prospering. So soul prosperity is so very crucial. Soul construction is so very critical to us. The things that we need to uproot, the things that we need to pull down and, and to tear down, they are so critical to our, to our, 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 our walk. Uh, to our living and in, in, in being in health and, and prospering in life. When we look at John chapter 13, John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, it says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another, by this, all men shall know that ye are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So could it be that the matter of relationships between the beloved, because he started off the greeting with beloved, that our relationship between our beloved, our fellowship of Christ directly impacts our health and soul prosperity. 
What would the world look like if we earnestly prayed this prayer for one another? What matters, um, the, the, the matters of our, of our soul have a direct impact of our relationships with each other. And this is even proven, um, it, it's proven scientifically. Um, it's, it's proven in, in different things like uh, neuroscience. And we have all heard of, uh, uh, sometimes you may come with someone, and we talked about this in one of the earlier, um, in one of the earlier teachings. We talked about how sometimes we can uh, uh, allow things that we can come into a space in an environment where people will trigger us. But sometimes what a person, you may think that it's the other person, but it's really something that's really inside of you. So we really have this ability uh, to, to mirror one another. Sometimes you will see things with, with, with people um, and it may be something like, you know, like, oh, wow, you know, I really just don't like that about them. Well, I think it, if you really take a look at yourself and if we were really honest about ourselves, it, it, it really isn't about the other person. It is what's being mirrored. And this is, this is proven scientifically. Neuroscience proves it. That scientifically, we, we can be mirrors and we can trigger one another, but we never take the time to really look at what is inside of us? What is inside of us that we need to reconstruct or construct? What is inside of us that we need to, to uproot? What is inside of our, our, our mind? What, what is inside of our heart? That, that's not quite right. And this is why it is so important for us to allow the fruit of the Spirit to grow up in and through our personality. We can no longer just rest upon the fact that, well, this is just how I am, because if it's not mirroring Christ, then that may be how you are, but that's not whose image you were created in. We love to rest upon that because at the end of the day, we really don't like change. We don't like change. We just are content in living the way that we are living. But when we are talking about the matters that are lodged in our soul having a direct impact upon our relationships with each other, we cannot afford to dismiss the power and the importance of soul care. We can no longer dismiss the importance of deliverance and inner healing. And it's not just the individual responsibility. This is really a corporate responsibility. All means all. All means every single area of our life. The scripture said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. So it's not just relegated to just spiritual things, but even our our uh, other relationships and in other areas of life. All means all. Above our feelings, above our emotions, above our affections, above our aversions, 
above our desires and our cravings, above all of that. This is what we should hope for one another as brothers and as sisters of, 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 in Christ. This is what we should hope for. We should hope that above all, I want to see you make it. I want to see you living in the new life that God has for you. There's no room for competition. We all have a purpose. We all have an assignment. We all have something that God has placed us here to do. But if we really want to live live, live above all, then that means that there are some different things that we are going to have to do. When we talk about new life, new life begins the moment that we begin to construct our lives on the chief cornerstone. I have to say that one again. New life begins the moment we construct our lives on the chief cornerstone. In every matter and in every condition, we must seek to be safe and sound in him. Not safe and sound in our thoughts. Not safe and sound in our emotions. Not safe and sound in our cravings. Those aren't the things that we want to be safe and sound. We want to be safe and sound in him. And the only way that we are going to enter into this place of this new life is that we must pick up our cross. We must bear our cross. We must allow ourselves to go through the healing and the deliverance. We must allow some things to be demolished in our life. We must also allow ourselves to go through the process of being reconstructed. Yes. So I have to ask the question on tonight. Is your life constructed on the chief cornerstone? Is your life constructed on Christ? As we take a recap of the six seats of our soul, we talked about the seat of emotions, the seat of personality, the seat of sentient, the seat of will and purpose, the seat of appetite, and the seat of new life. It is my hope and my desire that as you revisit some of the podcasts that you may have missed, that you would just begin to ask yourself, what is what is sitting on the seat of my soul? What is it after I have gone through um, this series? What remains to be demolished in my life? What are the areas that still need to be renovated? Have you identified dysfunctions in your emotions? What does the fruit of your spirit look like? Are you allowing the fruit of the spirit to grow up in and through your personality? Is Christ the hope and the anchor of your soul? 
See, when Christ is not sitting upon the seat of our personality, we begin to express ourselves out of our thoughts, our feelings, and our behaviors that come from the old man. Not the new man, not the new life. So when Christ is truly the center of our of our will, when 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 he is the center, everything about our personality points to him. It won't point to us. It won't point to us, but it will point to him. So we are not only seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, but we are also proceeding from him. We are proceeding from Christ, my God, from our seat of authority. So when we allow the seat of our appetite to be fulfilled by the Lord and only the Lord, this is when we are we become good, we are pleasant, we are agreeable, not just with God, but also with man. We want to agree with God. But we also want to be agreement with our brothers. Psalm 133 says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. This is what soul construction is all about. It's really getting to the root where we can be truly united and fitted, jointly fitted together as one. So I have to ask you again, what is sitting on the seat of your soul? What is sitting on the seat of your soul? There is a whole brand new life that awaits us. There is a whole brand new place and levels and dimensions of, of, of God that we have yet to tap into. Will you allow yourself to continue to go through the process so that can, you can truly say that I am living an abundant life. I'm living the abundant life. I am going to just uh, begin to transition now um, just into a word of, of, of prayer on tonight, um, praying through um, uh, those that will listen to the replay, um, praying um, over those um, that have tapped into um, on tonight, and um, we will meet in the Zoom room um, afterwards for anyone uh, that would like a, a brief time of um, personal uh, ministry. We're going to open that up. Um, the link will be posted in the comments here. But I'm just going to just spend a little bit of time in prayer for us um, because this is really serious. Um, when we take a, 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 a step back and we begin to look at uh, some parts of our, our journey, you know, God wants us to, to really um, prosper. He wants us to be in health. He wants us to be in good health. He wants to see our souls prospering in him. And, and, and soul care is so, so, so vitally important. It's vitally important. So Father, we just bless you and we thank you on tonight, Lord, just for uh, this time that we have had with you. We thank you, Father God, for how um, you have walked us through uh, your word, how you have walked us through, Father God, looking at these different seats 
Father uh, of our soul. We thank you, O God, Lord, that as um, we are uh, acknowledging, Father, where we are, um, as we are acknowledging, Father, um, the the areas in our life uh, where we need some work, the areas in our life where we need some soul care, we thank you. Um, that you have allowed us, Father, to just shine the light upon ourselves, Lord, that we aren't pointing fingers at anyone else, Lord, but that we are really making this personal. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that as we draw nigh to you, Lord, that you are drawing nigh to us. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that, that we want to be led by your spirit, that we don't want to be a people that are led by our emotions and by our thoughts, Lord, that don't align up to your will. We don't want to be a people, Father God, that, that allows, Father, Father God, our personality to overshadow the true image of who you are, God. We don't want to be a people, Father God, that want that will will, will flow, Father God, from places of, of hurt, oh God, and, and where we are uh, projecting, Father God, uh, trauma, oh God, and, and emotional, Father God, barriers, Father God, onto other people, Lord. We thank you, oh God, Lord, that you have given us our, our, a word, Father God, Lord, that you have sent your word, Father God, to heal, oh God. You have sent your word, Father God, to deliver. You have sent your word, Father God, to to set the captives free. And so we thank you, Lord, that you give us the opportunity, Father God, to come boldly before your throne of grace, oh God, in all humility, oh God, and to ask you, Father, to search us tonight. Search our hearts, oh God. Search our minds, Father God. Search, oh God, our soul, oh God. You know, Father God, the areas, Lord, in in which there are soul fractures. You know the areas, Father God, in which we suffer in silence, oh God, that we don't want anyone to know about. But we know, Father God, that you are a God that sees all and that knows all and that there is nothing that is hidden from you. So I pray on tonight, Father God, that for anybody that is battling, Father God, that is struggling, Lord, that is in a war, Father God, in their flesh, warring, Father God, with depression and warring, Father God. God with suicide, thoughts of suicide, warring, Father God, with thoughts of of not feeling enough, Father God, that we would bring, Father God, those complaints to you on tonight. We pray, Father God, and we cast out, Father God, every lying tongue, oh God, in the name of Jesus that rises up against your people, oh God, in the name of Jesus that tells them, Father God, that they are not who you said that they are, that they are less than who you have called them to be, Father God. We cancel it out, oh God. We cast it out now, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that we are the righteousness of God. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that we are your children, that we are your blood, Father God, and that you have called forth for your beloved to have sweet rest, oh God. So I pray that everyone, Father God, that will listen, Father God, to this prayer, that they would enter into your rest, oh God, and that they would invite you in, that they would allow you, Father God, into the dark places, that they would allow you Father God, into the the deepest hurts, oh God, Lord, that you may pour your oil, oh God, your oil, your balm, Father God, of healing, that the blood of Jesus would anoint them on tonight from the crown of their head down to the soles of their feet, into the very deep recesses of their soul, oh God, into the deep recesses of their heart, oh God, and that healing, Father God, would begin to manifest, oh God, that they would let go, Father God, of the things of the past, of the things that have happened, of the people that 
that have betrayed them, oh God, that they would let go, Father God, of the rejection, that they would let go, Father God, of the abuse, that they would let go, Father God, of those, Father God, that have brought them harm, those that have brought them, Father God, oh God, that didn't mean them, oh God, any good, Father God, in their lives, that they would let it go, Father God, in this very moment, in this very atmosphere, oh God, in this very place, Father God, where your presence is. Father, we bless you and we thank you that you have sent your word, oh God. Hallelujah. And so we thank you, Father God, for sending a word of healing on tonight. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that your word, Father God, goes out tonight like a lifeline, Father God, to those that feel that they are drowning, to those, Father God, that are so overwhelmed, oh God, with the cares of life, oh God. We send out your word, Father God, as a lifeline. We stand forth, Father God, hallelujah, as a lighthouse, oh God. Oh God, flashing that light, Father God, into the darkness, oh God, that it may lead them to safety, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, O oh God, that you are our strong tower, that you are our deliverer, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that we can call upon you, O oh God, hallelujah, when times are rough, O oh God, when at times, Father God, seems like it is just dark, where it just seems like people are just, oh God, that oppression that we talked about on tonight, O oh God, we send out your word tonight, Father God, as a light, O oh God, as a beacon of light, O oh God, we thank you, O oh God, that Christ in us, the hope of glory, that man, woman, boy, girl, Christ in you, the hope of glory is throwing out a lifeline on tonight. We pray, Father God, Lord, that your voice would ring the loudest in their ears, O oh God. Hallelujah. And that it would bring them, Father God, to their knees. That it would bring those, O oh God, to the place of repentance, O oh God. Hallelujah. That they may repent, O oh God. Hallelujah. From walking, O oh God, in their own way. Father, we bless you on tonight. Hallelujah. We glorify and we magnify your name on tonight, O oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For those, Lord, that are, are going through sickness, oh God, and infirmity, those, Father God, who, who, who have, oh God, been afflicted, Father God, in their bodies, Father God, we send forth, oh God, your word of healing tonight, oh God. Hallelujah. That by your stripes that we are healed. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to your name, oh God. Glory, 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 glory to your name, oh God. Glory, glory, glory to your name, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They would know, Father God, that they are not their diagnosis. Hallelujah. That they don't have to come into agreement, Father God. Hallelujah. When you have called them to be whole. Hallelujah. Those, Father God, that are to, to do therapy, oh God, as a part of their healing process, oh God. Hallelujah. Let them see, oh God, the necessity, oh God, of doing, Father God. Oh God, the things that they need to do, Father, whether it's getting more sleep at night. Hallelujah. Whether it's not eating certain foods, oh God. Hallelujah. Whether it's exercising, Father, oh God, bring us to the place, Father, where we are using wisdom, where we are actually active participants, Father God, in our healing, oh God. Hallelujah. Bless your name, oh God. Hallelujah. Bless your name, oh God. 
those, Father God, that are going through, Father God, hallelujah, the bouts of depression, those, Father God, with unforgiveness and bitterness, oh God, hallelujah, may they release it now, Father God, in this very atmosphere, oh God, hallelujah, and may they grab a hold, Father God, hallelujah, to your love, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, may they grab a hold, Father, to forgiveness, hallelujah, to forgive those, oh God, that have done wrong against them, oh God, may they let go, oh God, of the bitterness, oh God, and grab a hold to your love, oh God. Let your fruit, oh God, manifest in their lives, oh God, that they may partake, oh God, first starting with the fruit of love, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we bless you and we thank you. Glory, glory, glory to your name, oh God. Glory, glory, glory to your name, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we bless you. Hallelujah, we honor you, O oh God. Hallelujah, we give you praise on tonight, O oh God. Hallelujah, and we thank you. Hallelujah, we thank you. We thank you, and we glorify your name. For you are worthy. Hallelujah, you are worthy, O oh God. Hallelujah, of all of the glory. You are worthy of all of the honor. You are worthy of all of the praise. And we bless you tonight, O oh God. Hallelujah. And we seal this time of prayer, oh God. We seal, Father God, this time, oh God, of, of communing with you, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for your presence. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that even now that you are a present help in time of trouble. Glory to your name, oh God. Amen. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. You are a present help in time of trouble. Glory to your name, O oh God. Hallelujah to those that feel like, O oh God. Hallelujah that there is nowhere to go. Hallelujah that there is nowhere to turn. Hallelujah. You are sending them, O oh God, reassurance on tonight. Hallelujah that you are indeed a present help. Hallelujah. A present help in time of trouble. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. And so we thank you tonight. We honor you tonight. We give you glory. Hallelujah. We give you honor. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name I pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you. Hallelujah. For peace that passeth all understanding. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep someone's mind. Hallelujah. On tonight. Stayed on you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory to your name. Glory, glory, glory to your name. Hallelujah. Well, I'm not going to hold us on tonight. I want to thank you for tuning in to tonight's Holistic Life podcast with your host, Shelby Frederick, also known as Lady Jules. Um, I, again, want to invite you into the Zoom room for those of you that want to come in uh, for a little tea time with me. Uh, not, not a very long time, um, but just a little time. 
hallelujah, that the Lord is calling, hallelujah, to set aside um, after the podcast. Um, join, I want you to stay tuned to the page. Um, I am working on something for next week. Um, uh, we're going to start inviting others to come and to start joining um, our, our, our podcast with us. And we're going to really start delving into uh, some um, other matters such as uh, mental health, um, emotional health, um, and how all of that connects to our, our spiritual health, our spiritual well-being. It is very much needed um, in this time. Um, a lot of uh, places don't talk about these things, but uh, we're going to talk about them here on the Holistic Life Podcast. And so stay tuned. Uh, we're going to have some uh, new and some exciting things that are going to be coming forth. And we will catch you on the airways on next Tuesday at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will meet you back here at the same place and the same time. God bless. If you're going to meet me over in the Zoom room, just go ahead and click the the link and I'll be there shortly. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.